We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome. No, I am not G Navas. He's somewhere doing yoga or something. Who knows? But it's me. It's your girl, Tiff. Listen, just some housekeeping notes. If you're watching live on Twitch right now, thank you for tuning in. I mean, you might be out watching my other team, the Cavs. Yes, I said it. I know. I know. Every Heat fan just threw up a little bit in their mouth. It's okay. Bite her. You won't. If you're watching live on Twitch, you know you can always drop us with a sub. It's well appreciated. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe button. All those things you can do. Watch it a couple of times. Tell your mama to watch it. You know, <laughs> she might be down with mixed bag. You never know. Also, just so you know, it's February 1st, which means it's Black History Month, but it's black all the time, all day, all night, every day up in my house. So let me introduce my esteemed guest. First of all, I'm going to go to company. So right now, Nick, say, say what's up to the people, Nick. Come on now. Let's go. Yeah, what's up? Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm uh, welcome to be here. You know, I'm getting new into this uh content creator space i should say around heat nation but uh glad to be here glad to be talking some hoops i'm glad they finally won a game yesterday too so fired up about that that's it and y'all already know who my girl is bond say what's up to the people what's good can you hear me can you see me what just happened you're frozen but we can hear you so keep talking what's up i am let me fix this real quick i'm still here (laughs) but hey y'all happy to be here back on mix bag all right so while Bond is working on, there we go, while we got the visuals right there, we're going to jump right into it. Nick, I'm going to come to you first since you, you're the guest. Last night's game. Let's get into it. Let me get, let me, let me get your final thoughts about last night's game. What did you see? Um, what didn't you see? And what's your thoughts moving forward? Well, I'll start with this. It's very nice to finally see Jimmy Butler engaged. You saw it a little bit on Saturday against New York where he really started to take control of the offense. It felt like he was really making those extra effort plays. And I I get it. I do for the entire season. You're not going to get that of Jimmy ball. That's not who he is, but I just think from time and time again, when I come back to this heat team, it's just like when Jimmy Butler like is ready to play and ready to get down, like and gives it like at least 90% of his effort, the heat are always going to be in a spot where they can win basketball games. And I just thought after the players only meeting, whatever you want to call it, the film session on Tuesday, you needed to see a positive response from everyone, not just the top guys, Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler. You need to see everyone come engage. And I just thought Caleb did an excellent job. I think Josh Richardson 
talk about him having six triples off the bench filling in mm-hmm. for Duncan Robinson. So I, thought, I thought everyone came and played with a purpose. They came and played engaged. And I think when your leaders take that first step, exclusively Jimmy Butler in this scenario, mm-hmm. I think that's when this Heat basketball team can really start playing its best. And it's the reason why they've made the finals in two of the last four seasons. Okay. All right. Bon, you want to um, jump in here? Yeah, you know, Caleb said, you know, what needed to be said was said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and Bam said we walked out of there with a lot of clarity. And so I really hope that all of those things are true. And given, you know, kind of what we saw last night, it would, it would you know, I guess beg to, to show that it was. I, Jimmy, yes. So, you know, whoever you ask, most people are going to tell you Jimmy's probably the emotional leader of this team, you know, X, Y, and Z. And there's one thing to have the numbers Jimmy production, Mm -hmm. like the points and all of those things. But what I look for most is, and like you said, Nick, engage Jimmy, active Jimmy. What does Jimmy look like effort-wise, defensively and on the offense? Is he, you know, one of the very first plays? He's he's digging really hard. He's trying to come from a double, doesn't get it, but he sprints back into his play. Mm -hmm. He doesn't lollygag. He doesn't, you know, let himself be too far out of the action and just really small things like that. How is he attacking? How is he trying to get his points to begin at the basket footwork, um, ducking, ducking under people and just kind of being who we know him to be from an, an activity standpoint. And then from there, I do think that you, you know, you kind of saw the rest kind of follow suit. So I was proud. I was happy to see it last <laughs> night. I know we're going to get into some other topics here about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll let that rock for a second. But yeah, just it, it felt refreshing. They felt right. renewed. Um, and I hope that it I, I hope that it translates and that it stays, that it's sustainable because this upcoming stretch is a tough one. Right. I think for me watching last night's game and I always go back to where where's the smiles? Because if you don't see the smiles on the court, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, And right, last night, everybody looked engaged. Everybody was on that string. Everybody was covering the next man. And that's one thing we haven't seen. We haven't seen players step up to, if you're out of of place, I'm running to take that spot. We haven't seen that in a while. And I think also, um, because we we can trans like we can move into the next topic that I had with this because you know I, I always say it's time for Jimmy to put the cape on and I and I've said it for the last couple of seasons and there are times where it's needed but I also I also say I think everyone was looking for the cape too soon yes I think when you take into account what he's done in in Miami for four and a half years there was no way he was going to start the season with gangbusters. Like there was no way he was going to come out giving you 27, 28, six and five. Like, I don't think it was virtually possible. I felt like, and I said this today, he's like that classic car you got in the garage. It's going to take a while to heat up. You got to give it some gas. And while you're doing all of that, that station wagon is going to have to carry the groceries. (laughs) So, and, and the station wagon is the rest of the team. That's how I look at it. And I kind of felt that the pieces around him weren't ready to take that responsibility and to keep the team afloat. Not that they couldn't. I just don't know if mentally this team was in the position to do all of that after coming down from the high in which everyone was dancing in the street that we were getting Dame. So I felt like there were so many factors 
also contributing to the runs that they've been on, uh, the injuries that Jimmy has sustained the last couple of years, i.e. especially the one uh, during the Knicks series last year. There was just no way for him to come in and be the, I guess everybody likes to call it the engaged Jimmy, the Jimmy that cares. Cause it, it's kind of hard to get your bo- your body and your mind behind all that after you've just been getting beat up for the last four and a half years. Um, but with that said, Jimmy put the cape on, he did his thing. Um, he's been very efficient from the floor. He's getting to all his spots. Uh, his defense has ticked up a notch. What do you think, like, how far do you think he can carry this? Like, is this sustainable for him to put the cape on today and just ride out the rest of the season? Nick, what do you think? Yeah, well, you're going to need someone to step up. That's why I think they had so much success in late November, December, got up to eight games above 500. Like, you were seeing Bam play such good basketball. You were seeing Tyler even play a little better. But then once Jimmy came back almost in a way, they – and I know that I saw a lot of discourse about it on Twitter and social media. Is like they just all were didn't want to step on each other's shoot like uh, toes, I should say. So it was one of those things where it's just like they were still trying to figure out, which is concerning in itself at points of that they still have to do that in year mm-hmm. five of this build. But right. I think you saw that when it's just Tyler and Bam, sometimes they're able to get into more of a flow offensively. And then when Jimmy's there, they still don't know if they defer to him, let him go Cape mode, as you say, like he has been doing in the postseasons. And because he doesn't want to do that at this point, and right. he shouldn't be relied on to do that consistently. That's why I actually really like yesterday, if you go back to the game, like when the rotations that Spo sat, like they had a lot of Jimmy or excuse me, Tyler and Bam leading the offense when Jimmy went to the bench and they made a very serious effort of when Butler sat down on the bench at times that they were going to run a lot of action between Tyler and Bam and Tyler threw some good lobs threw some bad lobs yesterday but I am just happy that when they started to take Jimmy out they ran a lot of those sets and Tyler was looking to find Bam rolling to the rim because they've neglected him for so long. I, I Really, you look at yesterday's game specifically, I thought that was one of the best overall games Tyler has played all season. I know we didn't score as much as people mm-hmm. would want or the Tyler mm-hmm. fans or the, whoever the people that just root for him, which I never understand anyway, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, <laughs> the, the, he did such a good job, like eight right. rebounds, eight assists. Like The backcourt did not have a fantastic day in terms of scoring, but – they were so effective yesterday, 18 combined assists. They were playing so well. And just like also something I want to mention with Terry, like that might've been the best one of eight shooting game I have ever seen in my entire life. He was <laughs> digging inside. Like he had a couple rips there at the end, pushing the pace, finding the open shooters. I just think that is a big key is like, Hey, if your shooting doesn't hit fall, they don't, that's fine. Just don't be a negative asset on the team outside of just if you're, shooting is not going in go ahead bon you know so the sustainability of it all i think it all is a really delicate balance between the three and nick you were saying how you know when jimmy was out bam and tyler were kind of able to hold it together truly when jimmy was out you got that's when we got the biggest dose of, of Jaime Jaquez, a very similar Jimmy skill set, much mm-hmm. polished, much more polished offensive player, better score, um, 
But to, you know, pushing back on that a little bit, when Tyler was out, you had Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle. Shout out to Kyle for, you know, as much as he was was made to be, you know, uh, a little bit of a scapegoat of something. So, again, to your point about even that part being concerning, yeah, I, I do think that it is a, a bit concerning that when one of them is out, they seem to find a um, an ease or a flow to them. But to get to, you know, where this team ultimately wants to get to, you do need the, that nucleus. You do need the three, not even nucleus, the nucleolus. The, that's the even mm-hmm. more dense part inside the nucleus. Yeah. The three of them, they really, really have to, you know, kind of find an accord that they all can can drive on and and not cross and be too, too much in each other's way. And what I really liked yesterday, and, and I think this is where the balance has to come into you say, can Jimmy wear the cape all the time? No, I agree with you, Tiff, to, to up until now, early in the season. We should, as fans, should not have wanted to see Jimmy having to do all of this because I think that that, um, that, that speaks poorly on what the rest of the group is. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to have a Tyler Hero, who is, we talked about it a little bit on the post game, the, the difference between Tyler, the creator, Tyler, the playmaker, mm-hmm. right? versus Tyler, the the score first guard and Tyler, the I'm looking to I'm I'm looking not for where I can get to my spots, but I'm looking at the second line and the third line of defense and rotations to where I can keep my teammates involved. If you have a Tyler that is able to move it and distribute it first Mm -hmm. while Jimmy. so, So if Tyler can do that, then the onus can be and everyone can feel a bit more free with Jimmy, you know, going about some primary scoring type of duties when jimmy falls off tyler bam that's when you two step more forward into your your uh looking to score first types of things and so if, if they can find the the soft spot and the the if they can weigh the the scales with that um i do think that they can sustain some of what it is that we saw a large part is going to be a part of you know what the rest of the glue around them Jay Rich, I don't know if you're going to give me six for 10 <laughs> from three every game, but truly, right. if you can give me like four for seven, four for nine, and then I get other contributing pieces. Right. Harry, I don't expect to go one for eight, you know, far, you know, consecutively. Jaime, like they have enough glue around them, but the glue, as important as it is, the glue won't matter unless that nucleolus of those three find how to, you know, best move in 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 orbit around one another and i think that they can right because i definitely agree with nick i i think that was probably one of tyler's best it was games my like personal that. favorite where this, right. it was one of my personal right. favorites right because if you because that he was the key one of the biggest keys if you want to yes. talk about the balance and the ball movement um whereas he would come down a lot where i would cringe and he would just look for the three just automatically without surveying the court looking around last night you saw him looking for guys finding the guys and even just getting his his head up which always worried me that he never had his head up in transition because when he got to half court he had already made the decision he was shooting and you know Mm -hmm. that because he's not surveying the court like you just know he's shooting and last night his body language looked different he looked more confident with the ball he didn't dilly-dally with the ball. He didn't do a lot of playing around, dribbling with the ball. Everything had purpose that he was doing. Um, 
but that's but that's what we need moving forward. You know, you need that from him moving forward where there are going to be nights where he honestly has to be okay with less shots, mm -hmm. but more overall production. And then there's mm -hmm. going to have to be nights where he's going to have to have more shots because they're going to need the scoring. Yes. Um, and that's where you hope that that balance within him as a player can be sustained and moving forward. Um, and as far as, as Terry, what do you guys see? Because I see him getting into the paint with ease. Like the shots aren't dropping, but the fact that he's getting there and it looks effortless, that's a huge deal for this team who has no one that can do that. What do you guys see from him and what do you hope to see moving forward? Yeah, I just – oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I, Nick, you could have gone. Um, yeah, it, it is the ease with which he's able to kind of crack the outer defensive perimeter. And the finishing is what it is. And, I, I again, I don't expect him to go one for eight fairly often. Um, right. he, he does a thing that I don't quite like. I, a lot of, like, guards with either a good wiggle about their game or a, a really good, like, stop and start herky-jerky type he gets to the cup and he's very willing to go one hand that shit stresses me out a little bit but sometimes it is necessary on the extended type of thing but I, I you know and I I appreciate him coming in and how I predicted it not wanting to step on anyone's toes right I have a great deal of respect for how mm -hmm. this team um, goes about their things he said you know in Charlotte losing was part of the DNA so at this point Lamelo out. I'm cool. I'm coming down. I'm fine, jacking or whatever. Right. This I, something gotta look good. You know, I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> so I feel like with a group around him that he respects, a team that he has loved since a kid. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. I think that you and and the uh, empowerment from the rest of the people around him. No, yeah, move the ball, but we brought. We need you to score. We need you to mm -hmm. at least seek out opportunities to create mismatches, to create advantages offensively, even if it doesn't result in a scoring opportunity for you, right. create advantage, advantageous situations for the rest of us. And I think that he will continue to do so. You saw him, um, his interior passing, he's kind of figuring out who to look for and where, little dump offs to Bam. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a little bit of a wraparound to Jimmy. Um, so I, I, I appreciate his, the progression of his integration. And I think, you know, within the next couple of games, you'll see a a more balanced attack between facilitating, distributing, and also, you know, kind of getting his. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Rich. Yeah, it's the twitchiness that stands out to me personally. It's fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned like the herky jerky, like the quick, subtle movements to just get by guys. And it's not even just guys that are like big men like Isaiah Hartstein on Saturday, yeah. but like when OG Ananobi, Kevin Durant switched on to him, mm-hmm. I get Kevin Durant's maybe not known as his best defender, but he did that same exact move twice on both guys. And he had him lost at the free throw line, that little half spin turnaround mm-hmm. mid range jumper. Um, the jumpers haven't fallen so far for Terry, but I mean, he's getting good looks. There's been a couple shots here and there that it's like, all right, felt like you forced that one just a bit, but I think yeah. overall, and that's the main thing I feel like as, as personally me, I don't know how y'all felt, felt about Kyle Lowry. The part that was so frustrating about him is that his unwillingness to get inside, collapse the defense, and then it would just allow you to kick out for open shooters and, Terry is just not afraid to do that. He is going to right. get try to get to the cup. Um, he'll look for his shot first, but I feel like he's also improving every single day. And when he starts to get more repetition with the rest of these guys in the lineup, he'll know what they like to do, where they like to get it. Where is they going to be when I drive? Are they going to fall to the corner? Are they going to rise back up to the top of the key? I think as he just gets more and more comfortable with the squad, his ability to get two feet in the paint is, I like to say, and then because that will just draw defenders, it will drop off the bam, that baseline cutter, whether it be Haywood, Hakez, or Jimmy for easy dunks. I feel like they got like four or five of those mm. yesterday, relatively easy on the baseline. Or you just kick it out when Duncan Robinson comes back and he can continue to knock down threes at the rate he is. It's just like the way he's able to collapse the defense, that's the ultimate way to me where this heat offense can continue to increase and just get better because that's how they've been getting killed is the point of attack defense just getting absolutely shredded. They have to go over rotate. They overclose out too aggressively. And then it's just an over and over constant thing where the opponent is getting inside easy looks or kicking out for wide open threes. But Terry is able to kind of give us some of that on our own offense. Right. I think I, I love what I, what I'm starting to really enjoy about him is that he gets the ball and he looks to go. Yeah. Like that is that is the one thing that is just kind of like when you watch this team, it's just like they're trudging in mud. 
but he mm-hmm. literally gets the ball and he's trying to run and he's trying to get easy points. Um, I it's it's a breath of it's a it's a breath of fresh air. But I will say, when it's, speaking about Kyle, I think the thing about it is is that um, we also have to admit, like we got him when the sun was going down. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't get him at his peak. We didn't get him at his middle peak. Yeah. We literally got him. We literally it got him like, on three o'clock on a on a Tuesday, and it's winter. So <laughs> right. So the sun is going down at four thirty. We got him at three o'clock. Um, yeah. But you know when but when he when he did join, I he did get into the paint a little bit. But you know, there's a difference between like Terry is springy. He's yes. thin and he's springy. Yes. Kyle doesn't have that type of build or body and nothing spring. I mean, nothing springy about my man, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's night and day. Even when, even when he led us to the one seed, you watch him and then you watch how Terry is able to get up and down the court and move on the court. It's just like, they're, they're just so polar opposites. Um, so I got to do this. Cause I feel like as a heat family, we're all going to gather around and it's time to speak highly of Jay rich. Go ahead. <laughs> so for tonight's sermon, I will be giving Jay rich that bouquet of flowers that I feel mm-hmm. like my man mm-hmm. deserves mm-hmm. because he's put together a string of games where I have not been scratching my head and wondering what the hell is going on. He has looked alert. He has looked competent. His shot is falling. He's looking a little bit more spry on defense. He's trying, he's he's putting something together. Um, I'm appreciating it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm appreciating it. I'm enjoying it. Nick, are you enjoying it? I mean, listen, you're gonna get six threes from Josh Richardson. <laughs> you're gonna be fired up about that. I mean, six to ten yesterday. I I couldn't believe what I was watching. I didn't know if Duncan Robinson snuck in, like just like his power stolen or something. I don't know. But Josh Richardson, I've been very critical of him at times this year. There's been times for me, like he, he's been good. It's, it is been really night and day at times for Jay Rich. Um, the offense has been up and down. The thing that has been the most concerning to me with him is his defense. But um, if he's able to get into that shooting mode where mm-hmm. he's not really putting the ball in the deck that often. I think I saw some stat today. I don't know who had it, but like, I think it might've been Brady or something like that, where like when he doesn't put the ball in the deck and he puts up the three, he's shooting 37% or something like that. But either way, I think Richard, he's done just a better job. And if he's able to play in more of that role where mm-hmm. he's not trying to just get inside and stuff. And it's just more fluidity, more ball movement where he's playing in the flow, catching, putting up a shot. If he's open, I think that's better role for Josh Richardson rather than the potential backup point guard where he's handling the rock, dribbling the ball for 10, 15 seconds. Like I felt like he was doing more often earlier on. in the mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so shout out to Josh and it, and we're getting into, I think the parts of the season where you're where where exposed acumen in his like pressing of certain buttons is kind of starting to to show through earlier part of the season i myself i know a lot of people there have been like there have been 
were these spaces of frustration and of kind of questioning and like, hmm, I'm not really sure what what's your what's your logic there, Eric? So why are you? But you know, and and I and again, the acquisition of Terry certainly helps kind of um, stratify and put guys in a bit more clean fitting of places. Nick, you're absolutely right. When Josh Richardson is doing a lot of primary <laughs> handling against a set defense at the top of the key, it's it's frustrating for me. I don't need you trying. To, I don't need us bringing Josh Richardson's off of stags and trying to read who's stepping forward, who's fading, who's about to switch. Like, I don't, that's a lot. I feel like Josh in a, a catch and shoot or in a more catch and shoot heavy role, but with like the secondary ball handling, if you get it and you have a closeout attack that, if you get it on the baseline and you have a guy closing out high side on your left, go baseline, Give me that baseline skip pass. We can do things like that. I don't need you trying to meander against the teeth, like in the gut of the defense. And okay, to the to the to the to the question of sustainability earlier, if he's able to kind of find a niche and be comfortable, and but in and, and there's no reason for someone like a Josh to not be comfortable here. There's no reason to have too much pushback. You're right. featured. You are a, 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 a super productive cog of this wheel that we're trying to get turning now. Um, so I, uh, I've i been critical of him, too. I've hated a lot of his defensive output. Nick, um, I was at one point like, hey, I don't even – you giving me these jump shots? Cool. I – I could have less of that if it gives me you <laughs> defensively back. <laughs> like I need you guarding people. I need you sliding. I need your angle work good. I need your defensive discipline better. Um, and I still find myself wanting some of that. And I think that, you know, he can sharpen up and tighten up those things. But if he's able to do that and be cool, doing some catch and shoot, some secondary tertiary penetration type stuff, I this is the Josh Richardson that I um, envisioned being a – uh, a substantial member of what this thing looks like going forward. Right. I it, It's interesting because as he's coming on, I still think when you look at this team, they're just, there's still some glaring holes. Whereas yeah. I got, you know, it's like I got a lot of toast, but one egg. So it's <laughs> like you you, you got to try to figure out how to like, how to like put this together and, yeah. and and make the and make the product more viable. Um, so coming up, we have the trade deadline. So we traded Kyle, we brought in Terry. So now we have the Tyler Terry backcourt. Um, for me personally, I I think that while you got those two, and then you have players like Jay Rich, and you have Caleb. Um, and between those four, none of them are particularly good at the point of attack. Correct. Um, so moving forward, do you guys think there are any, and not only in that position, but just overall team, any any positions, any any positions that are at need where you see players out there and you think this is a realistic trade for the Heat this season? Um, Nick, I'll start with you. Yeah, I've always, I've always wanted a backup center. That's kind of the thing that I've always had my eyes on. Um, when we've just seen it too many times over and over again in the biggest moments when Bam comes out of these games, like 
I don't need you to be Bam. I just don't need you to be Cody Zeller in game four or five of the NBA finals last year. That's, that's all I'm asking. Um, I don't know what his price would be. I've always been a fan of Dayron Sharp's game in Brooklyn. I think if you just give him 10 to 15 minutes off the bench, uh, he can be someone to gobble up some rebounds, help protect the rim a little bit. He's not making too much money, two and a half mil, I believe it is. And uh, to your point about Caleb, and I know this has been a very common theme, but I'm also on that team, I guess you could say, of like, listen, you're not going to be able to retain him this offseason right. in all likelihood. And I just think that you use that asset now to help upgrade this team. Um, now, if I had to put money on it, I don't know if a deal gets done. I don't know. if It took us a long time for Pat Rye to make one trade to help this team. Is he going to really do two in two weeks? I don't know. Um, but I've always <laughs> liked to go with a backup center route. Uh, Dayron Sharp, someone always been intrigued in. I mean, honestly, um, Someone that I've talked to who's watched the Bulls a lot said Drummond's been an improved defender. Um, Drummond's a name that's intriguing. That could be a cheap option as well just to help come in and get some rebounds because we saw how much we struggled with that against Phoenix on Monday, getting rebounds when Bam even was on the court as well. So I've always had some want, I should say, for a backup center. Yeah, I have some want for a backup center. I have thoughts about the center position for Miami overall, and I'll keep those to myself. That's a different conversation, different show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I understand the need or the desire for some backup center. I'd like uh, a bit more fortification, I think, at the four. Love my nephew, Haywood. Um, but Spo has an aversion to playing him in the fourth. And I don't know if it's for a desire for wanting to be quicker faster but Haywood can run Haywood like can get out with you and he's improved kind of his his aggression kind of in transition semi-transition he had the the little gather up in the finish above the rim or at the rim um mm -hmm. but I think some I think a, a a power forward fortifier um I think I would be highly interested in I like shout out to Dorian Finney Smith. That's my guy. I know that kid personally love him. Um, Nick Richards. I enjoy Nick Richards from uh, Charlotte. If we would have got Nick Richards back with Terry, I would have been super happy. Um, and I, well, no, cause you have Terry until now. So your guard spots, you're, you're okay with. So yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere in a four, like let's kind of, let's get some, some more athleticism, some more length, um, and some some more, I guess, defensive prowess at the four guys that can switch, guys that can, you know, uh, Hamish is a great guard downer, like you we were talking about uh, behind the behind the scenes. Um, you say, you know, he guards twos and threes. Well, love that. Right. If we had uh, a four that could guard some three, four spot minutes guarding some fives, you know, I think that that really, really helps solidify us in, uh, you know, some of our weak areas. Right. So here's but here's the thing. Yep. If if any of that comes true, we're still Olay into the basket though. Y yes. <laughs> so but and this is where I I think I get confused with because it's like you've got all these toys but it's like you still need that special toy that could just kind of say, all right, I got him. And you know then, who else? So you so we're talking point of attack. I'm yep. so Davion Mitchell 
from mm -hmm. Sacramento. My boy Herb Jones out of New Orleans is a great wing kind of guard defender. Realistically, not sure if there's right. even any traction on those fronts or, or what it would take. But, you know, like I said, I was talking fours and you're you're super correct. We still need point of attack right. people. Right. Because I think, but because this is where I always say like sometimes too much is too much. Yeah. Because you're at a loss for a couple of positions, but then you have some pretty good guys already in those positions and where you're going to have to fortify your team is if you did get a Davion Mitchell and you know, you need a defensive stop when you can look, can you look at your guards, either one? Cause you're not, you can't have both of them on the court if you need a defensive stop. Right. So are we, are we, moonwalking to the position of saying, all right, Tyler, you're out. Davion, you're in. You mean in lieu of like what, what, what Tyler being sent out in that? Is that what you're asking? No, 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 not, not a trade, but I'm saying oh. if you get this guy, there's going to be moments where these two starting guards, they can't close together. Terry hasn't been the closing. Terry hasn't no, no, no. been closing. But I'm saying if you're bumping it up to the playoffs. Yeah. Both of them yeah. can't close. Well, <laughs> matchup depending, situation depending. But this is, and this is what I'm saying. So yeah. we, you know, that, there's that comfort, comfort level where all these things have to be able to be revolving around each other. Yeah. If you're trying yeah, to win. I mean, that, that's the tough call for Spo. I mean, you saw yesterday, Hero, I mean, they kind of just, Rid Josh Richardson's hot hand there at the end, but like Tyler didn't really play the closing of that game. He came in for my final what minute and a half because of free throws, mm -hmm. but he didn't really play in the clutch time, if you will, of that game. So Spoh's gonna have to make those tough decisions. Mm -hmm. I like Davion Mitchell. I mean, dating back to when he was playing at Baylor, like I always thought mm -hmm. his game was gonna translate to the NBA. Just the once again twitchy guard to use that phrase again yeah the offense uh hasn't been great um for Davion in his early career but he has always been a tenacious defender someone that I've always been intrigued on um I I said the other day I don't think it's really plausible because of his price tag but I always mm -hmm. thought Alex Crusoe would be a perfect Miami Heat basketball player and if you paired him up alongside well it obviously have to be Terry in the closing lineup or I guess you could go Tyler either way but if you paired up Caruso with one of those two guards in the backcourt to close games. He's shooting yeah. 40 plus percent from three yeah. this year. He can guard one through three. He he was competitive against Kevin Durant when they matched up earlier this year. Like Caruso to me would be like a perfect addition, but that asking price of two firsts, I don't know if Pat Riley's going to be willing to meet that. Is that even still up for, for grabs? I remember uh, <laughs> not long ago, Chicago I'm in Chicago. Chicago said, we not, don't talk to us about Alex Caruso. He's not going anywhere. So, but no, I, I agree. I just, that guy, I don't know that that guy's even still actually on the market anymore. Yeah. It, it would just be tough. Like, yeah. What is Chicago envision? Are they really like, are they, right. they're in a rough spot for them personally. Well, I, I don't want to like go on to the Chicago Bulls side of things, but like, right. are they going to keep this core that they yeah. have right now? Or are they just going to blow it up? You'd imagine if they do blow it up, Russo might be one of their most valuable, if not their most valuable yep. player. Are you going to build around him? Are you going to deal him? That's a different discussion for a different day. But yeah. uh, right. if, if he was available, man, I'd be all in on that. Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting because it's like, if you look around the league right now, most teams are teetering either we're trying to win or uh, in three days, we're going to call it quits. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, I really feel like that. And I always say, Nick, I always say um, to Bond, I'm always like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what is, what's the final boss here as far as the heat are concerned? Because realistically, and I, you know, and I said this last year, not to my own horn, I was like, mm, they probably ain't making the playoffs or they're going to the finals. And everybody was laughing and they went to the finals. But here's the thing. Happenstance doesn't happen every day. So at some point, what what's the direction? What do you like? I look at this team right now on paper and I don't, I don't have a either playoff, no playoffs or finals. Like I don't have that. I don't have that feeling for me. I look at this team and I say, all right, maybe second round. And that's yeah. if you make no more moves and this is what you roll into the playoffs with. And I'll say that, but then Lo and behold, Joel Embiid hurts his knee. So there's always other circumstances where that can propel you further than you probably should go. But if we're just looking at this in a vacuum, what's the move here? What direction are you going in? If Nick, you're the GM. Where are you going with this? Oh, man. I feel like you owe it to Jimmy Butler to go chips all in one more time. Um, just what he's been able to do. Like, I'm... I've been outspoken, at least for me personally. I'm a big Nikola Jovic guy. I think he could be good in the future, but he just doesn't help you right now, at least. And if you are pushing your chips all in to help Jimmy Butler, you have to be willing to trade him if a team is okay. Like To me, his value is still a first-round pick. You still have 20, 30 you can send. Um, so you have some assets out there to me. You can make a move. You mentioned where does this team ceiling the, the, the thing for me is I think we can beat any team in a seven-game series besides one right now. I just don't see us beating Boston, at least in the Eastern Conference. Western Conference is a different story because um, Clippers give me nightmares. So does Denver. But um, <laughs> in, in at least in the East, I don't really see, at least currently constructed, us competing with the Celtics after their addition of Chris Stops and Drew Holiday. Like, the Kristaps thing was so glaring because when they go to that double big lineup and yeah. they get Kristaps yeah. switched on yeah. to one of our fours, which you go back to that point of adding another four potentially, like they you just get to Kristaps in the post, just turn around, rise up over whether it be Haywood or Jimmy, and they couldn't. Doesn't even that. have to rise up; just lifts yeah. his yeah. arms just, up. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, it looked like he was shooting over high school kids. Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of thing. like, I think we could still beat the Bucks, to be honest. Um, but the yeah, we're not kind of where I draw. The we're line. not worried about the Bucks. I, I <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I, I don't even consider them when we talk about the East. Yeah. You know why? I mean, you, you brought in Doc Rivers. That tells me all. <laughs> that tells me all, all. I need to know. I'm not even thinking about them. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, and what's the all in? Give me an all in, even if it even if it can't happen. Give me an all in that you think this right now would propel them to win in the chip this year. If I'm at the deadline, I think the move I would make is someone brought up earlier today. Um, 
Dorian Finney-Smith. I think that is your guy who can play that power forward position. Maybe you try to get um, Royce O'Neal coming back as well. Someone that could come off the bench and be a three and D guy. Because if you use Caleb in that deal, potentially, I, I don't know what the framework would be right now, to be honest, off the top of my head. But um, if you could get Royce O'Neal coming off the bench, I'd like those two additions. Dorian, because he can guard the center spot and not for like an extended period of time, but I believe he can do yep. it on like a possession to possession basis where like right. he gets switched on for five to six seconds. Like he'll fight. He's got the physicality to push some guys around. Um, and then also I know we had a really brutal month of January shooting the basketball. Don't think that's going to last. So Dorian Finney Smith ability to defend in the front court alongside Jimmy and bam, I think would be perfect. He can space the floor to me. He's like a PJ Tucker esque player, but like on a different level at least as of right now. Yeah, I um, it's interesting because you say, you know, I agree that, you know, go all in, right? And you mentioned my my firstborn, Nicola, and I do think I want him to stay. I think he has great promise, um, but, you know, he is an attractive chip. I genuinely, genuinely feel if you went to Jimmy and said, hey, we can do X, Y, and Z, they want – Josh, Caleb, the second, the first, and Nicola. I honestly feel like Jimmy would say, not Nicola. But but I just get that off of the the relationship that the two of them feel like they've met, um, made. Jimmy went to go see him. I genuinely feel like Jimmy was the reason that he got that extended chunk of time that he did. To, spoke. just give him a try. Don't play him at the five. Let him, just give him. I, I really, really feel like Jimmy is um, a Nicola avid. But I also don't think that Jimmy would necessarily let that uh, prevent from, you know, a, a substantive move being made. I like um, I like Dorian a lot. I, prior to Terry coming, I'm someone I I admire. I enjoyed Chris Dunn. I thought Chris Dunn could have helped in yep. um, a, a, a couple types of ways. I think it's a forward on utah that of course larry but that's not happening um there was someone else on utah that i i kind of was looking at too but i really really do like dorian to your point about being able to guard the five and spot minutes a lot of times a smaller but stronger or like a, a firm a good based guy who can get up under someone and make it uncomfortable to kind of bring the ball down and kind of gather into yourself makes mm -hmm. bigs really uncomfortable and dorian is strong dorian has the mentality like i said i know that guy personally his family is of great stuff and he will work dorian will work for you he will buy in and you know the future is the future but if you really wanted to keep that as part of what you look like going forward i think it would be a a good um just a good chip to have in the culture and what it is that we're trying to do we talked about shooting at one point in the season dorian was among the top 10 in catch and shoot shooting uh, among the top 10 in um, epm um, and in like catch and shoot percentage he's had a, a bit of a rough spell but you know rough spells happen but they don't you know typically don't last for a guy with a confident stroke and we generate good looks like we're not a team that yep doesn't get clean threes for all of our lack of penetration and all of these things we generate whether it's bam jimmy or jaime being doubled somewhere mm -hmm. in the extended post we get good looks so um you know i i, I really really like dorian 
the before Terry came to the idea of like Dorian and Spencer intrigued me. I know Tiff is kind of out on Spencer, but I like the body, and I think <laughs> there's a status there. But um, I I would I would I would put it into to Dorian if you could. Yeah, we're not talking about Spencer. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he comes, delete this, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> and so Brian, cut this part out. Cut this time. Cut stand. this part out. Cut that out. Cut that out. So, so to kind of bring everything back full circle, circle, and to wrap it up, I believe there are no more moves to be made. While I would like yeah. to see it, there's a part of me that says Tiff. You're going to eat this dinner and you're going to like it because this is all I got. So let's close it out if this is all we got. What needs to happen? Nick. Yeah, that's, that's a tough question to answer right now. Oh, man. I'd like to just say keep on doing what you did yesterday. Just carbon copy that. But obviously that's not realistic. Um, I think if they want to continue to rise up the Eastern Conference standings, not have to worry about the play-in, assuming mm-hmm. no moves be made. Um, just more of an attention to detail on the defensive end. I think that film session on Tuesday really led to good things yesterday. And the thing that I brought it up a little bit earlier in the show that is always something to me, like I don't think running around being in rotation is the end-all, be-all. Like You have to still close out under control because if yes. you just run at the guy and you're not – in a defensive ready position, like it's just going to happen over and over again. So just continuing to be mentally focused, know where the opponent's strengths are, the weaknesses. I know we're not going to go full like seven game playoff series scouting on these teams in the regular season, but like, just know that, Oh, we got KD in the corner in the zone. Oh, you know, that's probably not a guy we should leave open consistently from the corner. So just like, I think the defensive keys and closing out under control on the defensive side will mm-hmm. only lead to positive things. I think the offense um, geez, I don't want to just keep on saying, give the Jimmy, but I, I think that would be obviously something that's going to help this team. It always, always starts with defense to me. That's I'm a sucker yeah. for the defensive end. Super same. I am a defensive mm-hmm. girl. That is where, you know, your shooting can come and go. It's going to come and go. And it sounds super cliche, but like cliches are cliches because they get repeated and they get repeated because they're typically kind of correct. <laughs> your defense has to be the, the, the thing that you can take with you. And so I, I definitely agree with it. With regards to the zone, um, I'd like to see if there's some minute things at the top of the zone that we have to kind of clean up. Are we staying with the person on the ball when the ball is advanced from side to side on the dribble? Or are we switching off on the pass? Because if we're staying on the pass and I got somebody in the corner, now we're we're effing the rotations up some. Something that I it's bothering me to see, but I do think that we'll probably go away from it come playoff time. I don't like how um, ready we are to double guys off of the because all it is is doing is leading to swing swing corner pocket at the other end of the the other side of the floor with the boss the. Brooklyn game. I don't know if we'll do it. I don't know if we'll ever do it, but I really love the way that they went about doubling us, Nick. I don't know if you saw, but like when we played Boston, they were doubling us from two passes away. So it's not that first guy. It's that guy kind of at the slot at the elbow. That's where that double's coming. The top guy is able to kind of split. It's a, it's a more controlled, but still really effective doubling 
um, coverage. And so I, I feel like come playoffs, we do that a bit less and we just kind of man up because we can't keep giving up, you know, these corner attempts. So I think like the, the communication, the really, really tightening in to what we are trying to do in the really in the nuts and bolts of it defensively. Um, and then, yeah, offensively, like I said that three, that three headed monster, they got to, you know, continue to kind of find a balance. Tyler, can you be cool doing this this way? And then when we need you to assert yourself as a scorer, be ready to step into that. Um, bam, these middies. I'm a mid range fan, but I, the rate at which it's kind of falling off with them is alarming. You got to bring those back up. But I, you know, I think we have the, we have the pieces. Um, Spo has the recipe and it's just about kind of, you know, putting it, putting it all together and getting something good. Yeah. One thing I'd like to add on Bam, um, I liked at the times he was really aggressive yesterday, like yeah. when maybe Jimmy and Tyler were even off the court. I remember specifically mm -hmm. a two play sequence where they got to Bam on, if you're watching on TV, the right block and he was double teamed and he kicked it back out to Terry and Terry immediately gave it back to Bam. No hesitation yes. quickly mm. got to the rack for a left-handed layup. He did it twice in a row. Um, I, I think Bam has improved his jump shooting and I like that he likes to show it off at times, but I think if Bam continues that aggressiveness, attacks the glass, gets back to what he was doing so effectively in the beginning of the season, where he was drawing a lot of fouls by getting to the rim more often. I think that will just help our defense. I liked what I saw from yesterday. I just want to add that real quick. No, that was, listen, you know how often we talk about how nobody can feed the post. So the fact that he gave it to him, bam, kicked it back out and he gave it right back to him. We, we haven't had that for a long time. So Kyle used to now, do it when Kyle first yeah. got here. Bam well, would be I mean, super quick to give it back. Kyle, no, take the ball, do something. Yes, but that was at three fifteen when we got Kyle. <laughs> right, we got right, Kyle right. at three o'clock. Right. That it's was four forty-five. Now the so sun goes right. down at four fifteen right. in the winter. You're right. You're right. On the East Coast. You're right. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. And Nicola gets I, it to Bam easy. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I know, but Nick <laughs> no. already traded him. So he did. He did. Don't worry he about did. it. Nick, hey, it Nick already traded I, him. <laughs> I was I was up at uh I was up at five a.m. watching Serbia Canada in the FIBA World Cups. So I love watching that guy play. Same. <laughs> no, we we love him around here. Um, yeah. I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. Nick, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, Nick. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm a lot. Of, I do a lot of stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at Nick underscore Roloff, uh, like you see me on screen there. Um, yeah, I host the Miami Heat Report on YouTube. It's by Chat Sports, large parent company um, in Dallas, Texas. I work as a producer slash host. I do a bunch of things, and but I'm lucky enough to cover the Heat team. I've grown up watching since I was eight nine years old watching basketball. So. Heat report by Chat Sports. Nick Roloff uh, underscore Roloff on Twitter. Bonds, man, you know I'm just on Twitter. I should be more places than I am, but life be life, and then trying to get my my stuff out, get my my output back out. But yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm with you know Miami Heat beat our post game shows here on Mixed Bag when Tip wants me, and I'm around at Siobhan Beslow. 
All right. So I'll just say this real quick. If there is a big trade that happens that they need do, that they're not going to do. But if they do it, it's not going to happen. Don't think about it. Nick, you will come back. Nick, you're not coming back. Man. Oh, no, I guess I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a big trade, I'm going to have Nick back and we will rekindle all of this that we said might happen, should happen, probably won't happen, but did happen. Got it? So, yeah, I'm I'm just ready for the buyout market. That's same, same, same. (laughs) (laughs) But to all you out there, always remember you are seen, you are heard, you are loved. Be good to yourself and each other. Peace. Thank you.